Right. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. There is an extensive terrorism investigation going on in Philadelphia right now. A 17-year-old jihadi was arrested, who was, according to the FBI and Philly officials, planning multiple major jihad massacres, not just in Philadelphia, but around the nation. He had access to guns, unexplained, and it was building bombs. Adding to the shock of this was the fact he was, you know, 17, and yet now he stands accused of plotting what the DA's office said was the most serious alleged terrorist activity prosecuted in Philadelphia County Court in recent history. Now, I had a couple of questions about this when this broke because this kid's 17 years old. I mean, it takes... I don't know how good the average 17-year-old is going to be at coordinating uh, pre-timed attacks. I also don't know how he gets the funding to get all these materials and and gains access to guns at the age of 17. Well, one thing came to light. Uh, He is the son of one of the most prominent criminal defense attorneys in Philadelphia. And don't uh, don't read into this too much about it because there's lots of people with Islamic names that are just normal people. But uh, this guy was arrested at the home of uh, Kwawi Abdul Rahman, a prominent Philadelphia criminal defense attorney. Just ran for a seat as the Philadelphia Common Pleas Court judge, and uh, he got 3.88% of the vote. In a campaign video, he wears something called the jellaba, a or the, the jellaba, a flowing robe, common in North Africa, usually worn in America only by Muslims who are extremely devout. Journalist Victor Fiorola of uh, Philly Mag noted Monday that he saw the unrest unfold, and he saw all the stuff that was happening. And what was happening is is quite. It, it should worry some people. <laughs> It should really worry some people because uh, this guy was uh, he was he was texting around trying to get information about how to make IEDs. And he was uh, buying outdoor and tactical gear and uh, chemical cleaners that are used to construct IEDs. You, I mean, the soap aisle is a very dangerous island in your, in your grocery store if you know how to cook it. And this guy tried to contact Abdul Rahman, the father, the renowned attorney, but he said, uh, you know, went this way. He said, I asked Abdul Rahman via text if the person arrested is indeed his son. He called me right away and he said, you want to find out what I'm really about? Text or call me one more time and you'll find out what I'm really about. Later, though, with the Daily Beast, he did admit that it was indeed his son who had been arrested and professed amazement saying that he had no knowledge of what his son had been up to. Devastated and shocked by his son's arrest. And uh, this guy's been charged with arson, criminal conspiracy, weapons of mass destruction, and risking catastrophe, among other accusations. And Abdul Rahman insists, I didn't see it coming at all. I go to court because I want people to know that Muslims are out here doing things in the community for the community. I'm an American like everybody else. Wouldn't that? I'm not reading into that. Okay. I was about to say. I was about to say, wouldn't that be the right thing to say if you were trying to convince somebody something? 
And that's what the Philadelphia DA's office wants people to know as well. Now, initially, the first report I read said nothing about Islam. Nothing about Islam. Although, the fact that the FBI Joint uh, Joint Terrorism Task Force was involved in this tells me that it was some sort of a group that has already been identified. Now, they put out a, a... you know, the press release, they thwarted a catastrophic terrorist attack in the name of a perverted ideology that in no way, shape, or form represents the beliefs of the overwhelmingly majority of peace-seeking people of faith, including Muslims. Well, <laughs> this is them trying to, uh, this is them wanting to uh, have two different sets of rules because tomorrow, if there's a if there's a rampage killer getting out there, guess what? I am culpable because I own AR-15s. Whether the guy uses an AR-15 or not, you know. Whether the guy uses an AR-15 or not. So, with one broad brush of the sh- stroke of the brush, you know, they get out there and they paint us all as one thing or another. While in the same breath, they will tell us, "But we can't do that here." Now, Kwawe Abdul Rahman's judge campaign features a video that pro- proclaims that black judges matter, and he complains of judges who don't give him and his clients the same attention and care they give his white counterparts. And he complained about judges and court staff looking at us as if we don't belong. But in the Quran, it calls for warfare against unbelievers. And there's a lot of global leaders that are in on that, like Iran's Ayatollah Khamenei, who view the United States as a hostile power against which Muslims are or should be in a state of war. And we see how things are going in Britain right now. Now, can you imagine, as a child, growing up in a world where such views are frequently aired, which is not to say that Abdul Rahman does this, But we've seen the combination of the left's hostility toward the U.S. and Islam's jihad against America. In Uruj Rahman, a Muslim lawyer in New York who threw a Molotov cocktail into a police car during the George Floyd riots. Now, the Philadelphia officials are saying he was radicalized on the Internet, that his plans had nothing to do with Islam. Except that's not what you would find. That's not what you would would find. And the question is, is there anybody looking at the possibility that his determination to strike against America might have come from some source closer to home? Or is that so far out of bounds in this leftist-dominated public discourse that the Philly officials wouldn't even dare allow themselves to think it because he's a prominent defense attorney? All rhetoric, no matter what the source, especially hateful rhetoric, is going to be taken advantage of and seriously taken by some people. We saw this with James Hodgkinson when he shot up, you know, when he went to when he went to Jeff Duncan and said, hey, are those the Republicans? And then he went in there and shot him up with an SKS. He took the rhetoric to be, you know, we see this with, we saw this with Rand Paul when his neighbor beat him up. 
We saw this with Kavanaugh when that guy was laying in wait and was going to assassinate him. The rhetoric will lead certain people to do things. The difference, and I mean, I haven't seen this yet on the right. I would have to think that there's a possibility that there's as much of a chance that somebody on the right would react to that. But, you know, we're, what we're beginning to see now coming from the right is that young men in the Gen Z generation are just turning away from everything. They're like going conservative, saying, I don't want to date. I don't want a girlfriend. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. You vilify me every time I turn around because I'm Caucasian. I was born this way. I'm a male. You know, I didn't have anything to do with it. And you vilify me straight off. And the girls, of course, are going left. Rhetoric, if it's left out there long enough, the Nazis discovered this. And make no Barack Obama knew this very well. If you can control the rhetoric and the narrative, guess what? Being on the told on the text line, ask them what happens to a shoplifter under Sharia law. Sharia law is savage. What what do they do to a shoplifter under Sharia law? Sharia law, excuse me. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look into that. Coming up next, we're going to be joined by Dewey Lemons from Dewey's Pawn Shop as we talk about the gun of the week, which is uh, that's always a fun, fun day for me to deal with Dewey. Reminds me of back in the day when we were going to Hopkins Junior High School and we'd be sitting there watching them set the grass on fire in the big field. Just sitting there watching it burn. <laughs> no cops would be called. Teachers would come out there and put it out. No big deal. Just another day in the forced integration of schools. <laughs> uh, hey, Dewey Lemon's coming up. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Uh, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, and I am now talking to Dewey Lemons from Dewey's Pawn Shop. Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing today? I'm good. And let's not forget Trader's Gun Shop in on Wade Hampton Boulevard as well. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. a good store. They've been getting a lot of inventory in out there. You need to go check them out. I think the next time I go see my parents, I'm probably going to do that. They live in Taylor's, and I go right by there, and I could just pull right in there and go, I'm here to harass. Pull in there. They're they right on Wade Hampton. It's easy to get in and out of there, and they got a lot of inventory. Their inventory has been really going up this past year. They are easier to get into than your store. Would you agree no, with that? No, come on. Now. Well, we got a, we got a, we, our parking lot's five times as big as theirs. Your so parking lot is big. You got great parking, but like if you got to turn left on Augusta Road at some times yep. of the day, well, then you're, you're, it's a, it get, could get exciting. Well, well it's worth it, though. It's yeah, worth it is. It. It's absolutely worth it, especially if you get in there and you see the bear. Let's, uh, let's talk about uh, what Kendall and I filmed the other day because uh, you, you had to take off. Um, you have, Primarily in the semi-automatic handguns, you have a vast collection of single-action, double-action single-action, and striker-fired guns. 
And for some people, they just don't know the difference in those guns. And I, what, you, you probably have a preference of those. What's your preference? I, you know, I like a hammer on a gun in most cases, but no, I, you know, I, there's always somebody who can tell me why I shouldn't do it that way and I should do it a different way, you know. So I'm not the smartest person there. So there's there's a lot of people who know more about them. And there's, there's striker fires and, and hammer guns that are just as good as each other, you know. Well, I, you know, I, I've always kind of believed, though, that it's the guy that's carrying the gun and not necessarily the gun that makes a difference, right? If you can shoot you a single, exa- hey, that's yeah. right. It's it's right. That's it's the man. It's the man or woman who's got it in their hand who can control it and how much practice they've had and what they know. Well, so the, so you're a 1911 guy then? Oh yeah, I like yeah. 1911s too. Sure do. Yeah. Not Tiger McGee, who was this long time instructor. He his claim to fame was he was on Sons of Guns when that was still on the air. Um, he carried the same, he, he got a 1911 in the seventies. And when he died this year, he was still carrying that gun. That's a, that's an awesome gun. They are so much fun to shoot too. They're there. I love shooting 1911s and, and 1911 and a 45 and even a nine millimeter. Good gracious. We, um, we bought one yesterday that the gun, it felt like a 45 big, heavy thing, but it was only a nine millimeter. And the guy said, you know, you could shoot a 50 cent piece at 25 yards all day long with it. Or he said he could. What kind of gun was this? It was a, um, oh shoot. I wish you hadn't said it. Wilson combat. Wilson. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a Wilson combat. Wilson combat out of, uh, now, I know that you've had a lot of Kimbers, and I know you've had Nighthawks because I've sold you Nighthawks and everything. Do you have a particular? Is there a particular gun build out there in the 1911s that you sort of like? I really like that gun. No, man. I'll tell you, Bill. I, I like guns, and every every week or every month, there's a different one that I say, "Oh shoot, I like that thing. I need to go shoot that. I need to go try that out. I like that." Yeah. See, that it, that would be my problem because if I were in your yeah. position, I'd be like, "Well." Technically, I own these guns, or Kendall owns half of it or something, and I'll just talk him out of that, and I'm going to keep this one, too. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, 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 I'm I a sucker for guns. You know, yeah. I, I, got some, I got some buddies going on a hunt here in a couple of weeks, and they're, they're not even taking their own guns. They're not taking the gun at all. And I just fussed at them and gave them a hard time. I said, dude, that's why you buy your guns, so you can go hunting with it. Yeah. And I just, I love, I love my firearms, and, um, you know, I love pretty ones, and, you know, there's always one, a new one or a different one that, oh, I got to try that one. I like that. I got to try that one. You know? I can only imagine what your gun rack looks like at home with, with your long guns. I mean, you've got to have a long gun for every hunting occasion. <laughs> yeah, and that is fun. I love to do that. That is, that's a great thing to do. I'm, uh, I'm, working, I'm, I'm working on two. I I'm got being... another hunt coming in November, and I got two rifles I'm working with now trying to narrow it down which one I'm going to take. So I just... Do you have any uh, thirty-eight caliber Derringers currently? Um, I think there's a nine millimeter out there, and there's the forty-fives. I don't think there's a thirty-eight out there, but I could be wrong. I know there's three or four different ones out there. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel. How do you feel about the Derringer? I I kind of hold the line at five shots. I like having five shots. Uh, two. <laughs> uh, those Derringer are pretty good if you can. I mean. If you can handle it and learn how to hold on to it, you know, it's a, it's kind of small and it's hard. There's not much of a handle there, but. Um, well, I mean, Bond Arms makes a forty five seventy Derringer. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's going to be real hard to hold on to. That's that's not a Derringer. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a sawed off cannon. I mean, just to make it the right size to hold the round, it's not a Derringer anymore. Derringer's a little itty bitty gun. It's I, I don't That's know right. what the what was the original caliber of the Derringer? Do you know? Uh, forty one rim. The, I know the forty one rim fire was probably the most popular one that really you know took off. Remington made that. I'm not sure which model it was, but Remington made a forty one rim fire that just was real real popular back in the 1800s and early 1900s. Before we run out of time, of course, uh, you know, Trader's Gun Shop, which uh, you guys acquired that a few years back from old Mr. Shoemate there, um, that that shop had been there for quite some time. You guys have probably taken it to a better place because I don't think you, I don't think they had near the inventory that you keep in a store. Uh, he had he had a pretty good inventory over there, but we should, we've got a bunch in there right now. Um so yeah, go. You need to go check them out. You can get some. You can find some deals over there. Those guys got a lot of stuff sitting in there. Now, if I come to your shop and I'm like, Dewey, have you got this gun in this caliber? And you don't. Would you be well? And I'm not trying to set you up or anything, but do you ever call the other store to see if they might have one? Oh yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, shoot, yeah. We go back and forth. He'll he'll call me. He called me this morning looking for a pistol, and we got it and we put it back for him. He's going to come by this afternoon and pick it up and take it back over there tomorrow, and, and he's and he's bringing me one back, you know. So we yeah, we go back and forth. We try to keep, you know, if the customers want. In fact, if you don't want to drive over there, we'll get the gun over here for you in the same way. Do you have to have people. a separate FFL for that location? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Really? Okay, I didn't. Oh, know. Yeah. That's something I never had thought about. I would oh, imagine yeah. you, you probably have a do. different FFL. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, and, sure any, do. Yeah, the, any, the the law enforcement strict no matter what you do with firearms, and they're getting stricter and stricter every day. Stricter and stricter. And hunting season, of course, is on right now. He's got a bunch of dove guns available. He's got a bunch of deer uh -oh. guns. If you want to go hunting down in the low country for deer, uh, you've been having an influx of that? Yes, we've been selling a lot more shotguns the last, actually the last two weeks, shotgun sales have really picked up. Um, dove season, I think, opens um week after, not not this weekend, but the next is when dove season opens. And, of course, a lot of people are getting new deer rifles and getting new scopes on them and everything. We've been fixing them up for people. So we, we're ready for hunting season. So if you want to get ready, come on, come see us. Yeah, Dewey's, Dewey's got a very interesting collection of bolt-action guns that I would think would be perfect for deer hunting. Uh, not to mention the lever-action guns that might be pretty good for deer hunting. And the shotguns to go dove hunting. All this stuff. Come see oh. us. We are ready to go. We'll set you up, and we'll get you ready to go hunting. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. Plus, got to come film with him. You might catch me there when I'm filming with him. That's always a hoot. I always enjoy filming with you. So, anyway, somebody saying bought a Firefly pistol from them Saturday. Great help, and thank you. Dewey's Pawn Shop, Trader's Gun Shop, thank you for joining me today, sir. Anytime. I love it. Y'all guys have a good one, and thank you. Yes, sir. Coming up next, since it is 2A Tuesday, I thought I'd give you a little uh, entertainment. And the biggest YouTube personality I know is a guy named Hickok45. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Yeah, I was about to get this 10-millimeter uh, gun. Didn't know anything about it. Looked up something on uh, YouTube. Found this tall guy shooting one with spooky control. And then I became a fan. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 905 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Joining us now, 
from the lovely confines of the outdoor range that is his is Hickok 45. Good afternoon or good mornings. You know, what's up? Hey, how you doing, uh, Dr. Frady? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I want you to tell, tell John something. Tell John that he is the greatest cameraman that is unsung in the history of anybody being a cameraman on YouTube. Tell him he is the best. I'll tell him that. I'll sing to him since he's unsung. How's that? He would like that. I, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. Uh, you have. He does. He does a great job. Yeah. You, um, you have seven million subscribers. When you started this, did you think it was going to go as far as it has gone? No, of course not. We didn't even. Uh, we didn't even start it to get subscribers. You know, we just sort of brought the camera out uh, for a lark and thought, you know, uh, just put some of this on YouTube, you know, and back then 2007, uh, there wasn't this, uh, drive to, to create a project, a, uh, big base of subscribers, uh, an income there, there just wasn't that, you know, didn't know anything about all that really. And even how it worked. And so, you know, it was just, let's just, I knew a little bit about guns and I was just, uh, have some fun sharing, uh, whatever I know and a little fun with it, you know, so it was just a totally different universe uh, of awareness at that time. Yeah. Well, your videos, I mean, the, the, the formula you got with the video, I've always liked that simply because uh, you're just telling what you think about the gun. You shoot it, you reload it, you shoot it, you let everybody watch it and everything. You have a lo big enough range to where you can, I mean, and you let everybody see what you're hitting, which is, uh, uh, I don't shoot on a range where that is as, real i don't have an impressive enough target to shoot at where they would say oh yeah well i can't hit that so i your your formula that you stumbled on uh is quite interesting you now well, it's mainly but yeah uh, go ahead well i mean i was gonna say it's mainly because i'm a genius no. that's right that's no right. actually you're the, the, the word you use the verb stumble is exactly correct uh other than the fact that uh i shooting my you know for myself my own pleasure my own hobby my own uh, enjoyment i've always enjoyed shooting at steel well always say since the 70s since i discovered uh, you know metallic silhouette shooting but i've i've just discovered man shooting a metal and reactive targets was just way more fun so all the places i set up to shoot since uh, the 70s on my own property of uh, the 80s you know i've been shooting wooden blocks or steel targets and and you know things i could see and then also uh i've always enjoyed having a variety of you know large targets uh sh smaller targets things that are easier to hit uh with almost any handgun and then things that are a little more of a challenge so it's just it, it's just what i've always enjoyed doing it turns out that uh like you say i stumbled because it, it also is what made it good for you know videos because they could see the, the reaction of targets and you know that sort of thing is better a better visual i guess but again that was kind of accidental the uh the, the thing that i find interesting though is like you took it and like you made the zombie walk where you would talk to the camera <laughs> while you're turning around and shooting at the zombies which were always two liter sodas how many how many two liters you have probably put you've probably shot a tractor trailer load of two liter soda haven't you uh probably have over the yeah. years yeah I, makes for fun shopping trips you know the clerks always look at you kind of funny you got a whole load of that uh, <laughs> high fructose corn syrup you know <laughs> and i always talk about it in colors because 
what you do, you get uh, the smart way to buy. You know, you get a cart and you get uh, like 10 orange ones, 10 red ones, 10 green. You know, I buy them by color. I wouldn't drink that stuff. It'd right. probably kill me. You know, but I buy it by color. And uh, so when I'm checking out, you know, do the same thing. So I've got uh, 10 of these red ones. i got 10 of these green ones. So I sound like I'm pretty dumb. Like I don't even know what they're called or what flavors they are. <laughs> but it's intentionally. I don't, I don't know what it is. don't want to know. I just know what they look like. I have to say that I think the gun reviewer, the, the the YouTube gun reviewer, was the one that made it possible for as many new people to come into the gun culture and buy their first gun. Because for the longest time before that happened, nobody, you know, somebody, I want to look at, the, they look at guns and ammo, but look at this gun, I wonder what it shoots like. Well, when you guys started, when you started, you actually got a hold of the pistol or the handgun or the, or the coach gun or the AR or whatever it was. And you shot it and you showed them how it would shoot and you gave them your impression of it. And enough people trusted your impression and everything else has started to, and people like you were doing this and a lot more people came into the gun culture simply because you did something they couldn't do. Uh, do you ever sit back and wonder how many new gun owners you probably helped cause? Uh, well, I, I hear from people every day, you know, and telling me that I, I saw a comment this morning. Someone said, I, I, I started trying to do the math on it, but I hear this kind of comment all the time. So I started watching you in middle school, you know, and I'm still watching you. Whatever. This guy this morning, I saw a comment on a, I guess a video I just posted. I don't know, but he, uh, he said, uh, I watched you when I was in elementary school. Now my my son or daughter is in elementary school. <laughs> so like, I started wait a minute now. Let's see the math on that one. That was, that was pretty extreme. But uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, yeah, have because uh, we hear from it. You know, not to sound egotistical, but I mean it's just a fact. It's a fact. A lot of yeah. people have watched us and nothing fancy, and everybody that does this kind of thing, Iraq bet, you know, that they've been doing it for a long time and. And have, uh, you know, it, it's helped people get into the firearms world. It, it's helped me with all kinds of areas, not just firearms, the, the same way. I can relate to it, you know, because I look at a lot of videos. I, I get a lot from other people and other venues and uh, categories. And, and you can tell kind of, you know, it used to be in 2000-whatever, five, name your year, if you said, yeah, I learned about that on the Internet, people would laugh at you almost. Say, yeah, right. Yeah, everything on the Internet's true. Isn't it? Yeah, you know, it was a joke. But, you know, now there's so many people, and I would, you know, like to include us in that, that you can trust. You know, I mean, there's attorneys, there's doctors, there's all kinds of professional people who post videos about what they do, financial right. experts. And they're not all trying to sell something. They might be making some money by doing it like we are, but they're not they're not making their money based on, oh, what do you buy exactly what they're pushing? You know what I mean? You know, you, you can sort of. You, you, you get a vibe, you know, they're, they're kind of uh, shooting straight with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people trust you. A lot of people, I got a text, text comment. I never buy a gun without watching Hickok's review first. And that's the thing. If you, with 7 million subscribers, if you, as he's been there long enough to where if you're looking for a particular gun, he's probably shot it. He's probably shot it. I can't think of two. Of yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> pretty sure you've shot all of them between you and John. But there's but, a uh, lot we've not gotten to. And, and uh, one of the, uh, well, it's not a problem, but one of the things that keeps us from shooting maybe more of the new ones, I, I'm not always scouring, you know, the shelves at SHOT Show or, or NRA meeting or online, making sure there's something we've, you know, there's not something we've, you know, we, I just seem to be doing a video on a uh, antique muzzleloader as I would right. on a polymer pistol. Right, right, and, right. And, you know, 
That's the way I am. So. There you go. Listen, I'm running out of time. My wife sends her regards. She she's always loved you. I know that you like her better yeah, than me. So I just say I, hi to her for I know me. you I like you. Her in a while. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for joining me today. Okay, enjoy it, man. Take care. Yeah. All right. When we get back, uh, the Chinese are beginning to send their law enforcement out across the world and claim jurisdiction. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. Now, we do uh, exchanges with various countries when it comes to law enforcement, I think probably on a regular basis. But this is taking it a little further. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And you can find the podcast for this on the free Odyssey app. Now, Fiji decided to do an exchange. They did something called a Memorandum of Understanding with China. So, um, 100 Fijian police officers went to cities across China. Two dozen Chinese officers would make the opposite journey and embedded in the Fijian police force. And this this agreement provided a blueprint for China to grow its security presence to 5,600 miles away in Fiji uh, and uh, they were going to, uh, they, were at, they gained a few things. They gained the power of arrest and extrajudicial deportations. And uh, <laughs> the guys at, from Fiji, they would, they would be offered a trip to go train in China, and then they would, be, uh, they would be guaranteed a raise and made be a promotion. They'd be first in line for future promotions. And China also used this for their infrastructure project loans that they love to do and the bridges and even a hospital. But then in 2017, a group of Chinese nationals were suspected of running this scam from Fiji. So China simply sent officers to Fiji and took over the investigation. A former Fijian police officer who was in the Suva headquarters at the time said everything was done by them. They were only there to, Fiji police were only there to assist in the arrest, nothing else. All the statements, recording, and uplifting of all exhibits was done by the Chinese. And initially four of them went to Fiji and then many, many more. And they rounded up 77 suspects, many of them young women, who were marched in handcuffs and hoods uh, at a local airport before being flown to China. None were given an extradition hearing. There was no documentation, no Interpol involvement. They just came in and did what they wanted. Aman Ravandra Singh, a lawyer who was one of the few public figures in Fiji to speak out against this, he said, the next thing we knew, there were knocks on people's doors in the city of Nadi, and there were Chinese people in full uniform arresting people. It was almost like we were invaded. Well, that started a backlash, of course, locally, and uh, it brought the rule of Prime Minister Frank Bainarama to an end, and the new Prime Minister, Sitveni Rubuka, 
ran on a platform of creating a bit more distance from China and a bit more friendship with the U.S. and Australia. And Rabuka has since announced that the MOU with China is being reconsidered. Now, California has an MOU with China as well, where they're going to allow a lot of Chinese agencies, I think from the Hainan province, to come in there and regulate certain things that are happening there. Can you imagine having some Chi-Com cops knocking on your door going, all right, you're coming with me to Beijing. Rabuka was talking about this. He said, if our systems and our values differ, what cooperation can we get with them or from them? And there's a very big possibility that Fiji will discontinue the agreement. But the, you know, they have done and shown and seen that they can do this. So how many other nations are going to do it? They're, they're all in Africa. They're all over Africa. They get out there and they do all kinds of infrastructure construction and all this other stuff. Junk. And it's all junk. It all falls apart. Made in China. All falls apart. So, there you have it. I've had a pretty good day today. I hope you have as well. I hope you continue to have a very good day. And I'll be back in about 22 hours. And, uh, hey, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.